This episode of Enchanting Ass Bugs is brought to you by Cyber Lady Z, Duck, and Nerdalistic. Thank you for being a Patreon patron. We love you. Here's the episode. took my cat to work yesterday oh uh-huh how'd um, that go she hated it she i absolutely bet. hated it yeah that makes sense to me yeah i cat- knew she would hate it cats don't normally love being uh moved to different places than they are used to yeah but you could not imagine how many old people were excited to see a cat <laughs> oh i'm i'm sure i'm sure um yeah, when um so in uh <laughs> it, when we moved into here uh so uh when my uh uh second roommate moved in uh their cat Felix we have a cat in the house love this cat such a good cat Felix is incredible total bastard love him uh when he moved in to the apartment uh first off on the car ride over here. It's a 20-minute ride. He pissed himself. Oh. Yeah. Uh, secondly, uh, uh, when he got here, he spent three whole days outside of uh, sneaking out when no one was around to maybe eat a food or drink a water. Spent three days hiding under the couch. Three days? Yep. This man... <laughs> Now he has settled in. He's a lot better. He naps on the bed, not my bed. Uh, naps naps on my roommate's bed uh, for like most of the day, and then in you know nighttime rolls around and he walks out of the room and starts screaming. Oh yeah, silly mode. Yeah, he really just he really loves to scream. He's a big. Yeah. He's very vocal. Loves screaming. I love a cat that screams. I love him in spite of his screaming. <laughs> we love have this scream. we have this thing uh now where we just any time that he screams, we everyone in the house does our best job of mimicking his scream back at him. Yes, does it scare him? Uh no, he just screams more. Oh yeah. He's just like, ah, the humans are screaming. Now I must scream again and more. <laughs> it's a contest. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever Kitty screams, um, me and Joe just talk to her like she's just trying to have a normal conversation with us. Uh huh. But sometimes if she screams really loud, we'll be like, Kitty, that's really rude. You need to <laughs> stop doing that. Um. Uh, I, today I, he was, he was doing his scream, uh, and I was just like, yes, you are, you do exist. You are extant. I see you. Yeah, that's what, that's what he's trying to say. I'm real! I exist! So am I! Yep. Yeah. 
Honestly, I've, I really, I would love to know his thought process on why he screams so much. Yeah. What I know that th- Kitty does it just because she's just filled with so much love and has to let it escape somehow. <laughs> well, that's very uh, sweet of you to think. <laughs> she is. She's made of love. Kitty is, has one ingredient and it's love. And she shits it out and she barfs it out. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, welcome to Enchanting Aspects, where we're made of love. Well, well, welcome to Enchanting Cat Specs. I wish. <laughs> As if I couldn't. Um. Yeah. Um, well, well, one day we'll do another, uh, uh, oh god. At, yeah, Artificial Ass Pets. That can't be what we called it. Nope, Enchanting Ass Pets. Wrong podcast. That's, wait, did I say artificial? <laughs> yes. God fucking damn it. Um, um, we, there's no way we called it Enchanting Ass Pets. Yep, that's the title of it. I, I titled it, the name of the episode is Enchanting Ass Pets. All right, excellent. Well, one day we'll do another one of those, I'm sure. Yeah, my name is Amy. My name is Jupiter. And, um, we enchant your aspects and we appreciate the little things in art. We, sh- we certainly do. Who's your mommy? Um. Um. Who is my mommy? I'm not sure. <laughs> um. That was a quick little improv scene of the little uh, the the duckling who's I forgot the book name. What the fuck are you talking about? There's a little book, and it's just a duck that goes up to a bunch of different animals, and it says, "Are you my mommy?" Oh no, asshole! I'm a hippo. Oh, I, I think I know that. I'm also aware of the uh, the bear that is looking for its hat. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad that we can reference children's books. I barely remember mm-hmm. on this podcast. Uh, I gotta be real. The only thing that I was thinking about while you were trying to remind me of this thing was the duck that walks up to the lemonade stand mm-hmm. and he says to the man running the stand hey bah, bah, do you bah. have any grapes no we just sell lemonade but it's cold and it's fresh and it's all okay what is your thing <laughs> <laughs> literally when i was a kid when i was in high school uh kids would just run around playing that song on their phone on loop to anyone who would give it even a, a ounce of attention. Yes. That video is the, it's what every kid aspires to be when they want to be annoying. Yeah, it really is. It really is. There's also the um, the song, I can't remember what the fuck it's called, but it's the song that like, that constantly seems like it's going to say something like sexual or raunchy and then switches I know gears the right full at the last thing. syllable. Here I go. Miss Susie had a sailboat. The sailboat had a building. Ding. The sailboat went to heaven. The Susie went to hello operator. Please give me number nine. My boyfriend disconnected and kicked me from behind the refrigerator. I laid a piece of glass. 
Miss Susie sat upon it and broke her little. Ask me no more questions. Tell me no more lies. The boys are in the bathroom, zipping up. The flies are in the city. The bees are in the park. Miss Susie and her boyfriend are kissing in the D A R K D A R K. Dark, 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 darker than the ocean, darker than the sea, darker than the underwear my mama puts on me. My mom is Godzilla. My dad is King Kong. My brother is the stupid one that made me sing this song. Hey. See, I memorized that song for my whole entire life just so I could finally recite it on a, my shitty, stupid podcast. I, 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 I regret so much in my life. And <laughs> I, the, the thing that I regret the most in this mm-hmm. moment is that I didn't think, I didn't think that you would have had that song memorized because it is the most you thing. <laughs> to have ever existed yeah. maybe uh, and i don't know why i didn't expect that um but i really hope that everyone enjoyed the uh rendition yeah. of whatever the fuck that song yeah. is called i don't know not gonna look it up what's your fucking thing <sighs> do we do i even need to do my thing this week yeah maybe th- that's this week just, is just that that's... song bye yeah bye 10 minute episode let's go uh all right all right motherfuckers guess what guess guess fucking what chicken butt um so this is a fact about me over the last several weeks are you ready for it me and my roommate have been uh watching uh, uh one might even say binging all of the television show Smallville. Okay. I don't know jack shit about that thing. Smallville is the, what, it came out fucking, I got a Google when Smallville came Fuck. out. You serious? Research? Abs- uh, 2001. That's about oh. right. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, uh, you go to the Google uh, uh, Google tab thing. It's like the about thing for Smallville. You know, it gives all of the, uh, you know, most important uh, uh, categories to define this show, right? So you got first episode date, uh, October 6th, uh, 16th, 2001. Opening theme, Save Me by Remy Zero, which really it's gets really deep in your brain after binging uh, eight seasons of the show oh. so far. Um, uh, based on Superman by uh, Jerry Siegel and Joe Shuster, genre action adventure drama superhero, bad guy, Lex Luthor. (laughs) (laughs) Bad guy, not even fucking antagonist, bad guy. Yeah, no, bad guy. Um, he's the bad guy. Is that a Billy Eilish reference? Yeah, it was. Regrettably. (laughs) Yeah, as you were saying it, you said it. So, so, um, uh, so this is a show about Superman's origins, Clark Kent's origins, growing up in the town of Smallville. Show starts off with him in, uh, high school. And then uh, just keeps on going. Forever. Uh, no, for ten Holy seasons. Holy shit! Each, yeah, yeah, 
10 se- I think 10 seasons with one season representing a year of Clark Kent's life from freshman year in high school to 10 years after that. Uh, so it's kind of a wild thing. So it's a show that is arguably good. Uh, we're having a fun time watching it. Interested to see where it goes. Wait, how, how, oh, you're, you're not, okay, you have three seasons left. (laughs) Something like that. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember exactly where we're at. We're like midway through season seven, I think. So, uh, which by the way, season six fucking sucked. I'm just saying that right now. Fuck season six. Fuck season six. Okay. So here's the thing. Season one of this show is very different from the rest of the seasons of this show. Uh, Season one of the show is sort of like a Monster of the Week style Mm -hmm. thing, where each episode, Clark is going up against uh, different um, meteor-infected. Basically, in this show, in the canon of the show, and I'm not a uh, comics fan, I don't know shit, but I don't think this is true in any other Superman adaptation. In this show... When Superman f- fell to Earth, baby baby soups mm-hmm. fell to Earth, so did a bunch of kryptonite. And all of that kryptonite ended up infecting people and giving them superpowers. Oh, but they're mean? But they're they're almost exclusively mean. And then the show gets into maybe, maybe they're not. Mm-hmm. But also, like, you know, at least in the first season, almost all of them for whatever reason, want to murder. Hmm. Uh, And then, you know, it gets into some stuff. But it gets real ridiculous. It's like, oh, it's wild. It's fucking wild out here. So what I want to talk about, my thing this week, is all of the fucking weird shit that kryptonite can make you do. All right. That can happen to you because of kryptonite. We're pulling up onto WebMD and... And looking up the <laughs> symptoms for kryptonite. Yes, yes. These are all of the symptoms of kryptonite. These are all of the things that kryptonite can do. Uh, not all, just some of my faves. Okay. There's a lot. <laughs> There's a lot. I'm saying that right now. So, um, okay. Uh, we'll go ahead, uh, you know, start out pretty simple with the first episode. Jeremy Creek gets the power to manipulate electricity. Okay. All right. Pretty pretty simple, pretty basic. Now, there's a guy named Sean Kelvin. I didn't put this together when I was watching the show. Guess what um, uh, Sean Kelvin's power is? Oh, he has the power to know how to do the math to convert Fahrenheit to Kelvin. <laughs> Close-ish. Um, so, uh, he drowned in a frozen lake... And there was kryptonite in the lake, so he gained the ability to absorb heat. But what I mean by that is that he has to or else he dies because his bo- he, he's constantly losing heat. Oh, so he just hugs people a lot? He's just a nice guy and hugs people? No, he steals people's heat and kills them. Oh! Yeah. Um, how about, uh, let's see, let's see. Oh, here's a fun one. H- Harry Volk. Uh, is an old man who, again, fell into a lake uh, with kryptonite <laughs> in it. Lots of lakes. But this, time, but this time it was electrified. And you know what happened? He emerged as a young man. So his power was to be young. <laughs> yeah. And then he killed people. But you know what I think, course. actually? So far we've got Johnny Creek, who didn't fall in a lake, but his last name is Creek. So, like, it counts. 
And another person who fell uh-huh. in the lake. So my theory is that the old guy fell in the lake and died, and just another dude happened to be in that lake and <laughs> just came out at the same well, time. Well, here's the thing. In the episode, he switches back and forth between be, between being an old man and a young man. Why would you want to switch? It's not his choice. Oh, okay. It just wears off. Um, okay. Uh, so, uh, let's see. Uh, so... There's a guy, Jordan Cross, who developed a precognitive, cog- whatever, ability to see how people d- die. Oh. Uh, and then what about Alicia Baker, who can teleport? She can't pay to make baked goods. I'm really sad that this isn't turning out to be like an Ace Attorney pun name thing. <laughs> yeah, it's especially, you know, after Sean Kelvin having a temperature thing. Yeah. You know, not a lot of not a lot of pun names, I'm afraid. Yeah, they got really the yeah. writers got really excited with that and the producers is like, fucking cut it out. We're serious on this <laughs> show. We're serious. We're edgy. Um how about Ian Randall who can duplicate? He can turn into two boys instead of just And one. the other one is named Randall. <laughs> uh he uses this abil- ability to um uh, to go on a date with two girls at once. You know what? That's that's fair. Uh, the uh, sort of uh, I think he also then after getting found out attempts to kill them. Okay, well by by throwing them off a dam. All right, so that's where you messed up, Randall. Yeah, yeah, Randall. Uh, let's see. Tim Westcott got the ability to morph into sand. Uh, let's see, let's see. Uh, Jesus Christ. Gretchen Winters became a ghost that can possess people. Danny Phantom. Basically, and then, uh, uh, I can't remember if this is the one. No, this is a different one. This is a different kryptonite ghost. There's a different kryptonite ghost who can, um, who possesses people and then uses that ability to, um, uh, basically become prom queen. Oh. And then, and then when, uh, and then when she gets booed for being out of character for the girl who actually got prom queen that she was possessing, she attempts to set fire to the entire school. Oh, Carrie. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh, hey, we got another pun name. Thank God. Uh, Linda Lake gained the power to turn into water. Did she fall in a lake? Uh, yeah, her news van crashed into into lake. Okay, so. I need to know, are all these people falling into the same lake, or is there more than one yes. lake? No, it's it's Crater Lake. They oh. are all falling into the same lake. Why are so many people yeah. falling in there? I don't know. I don't know. Um, okay. Uh, how about... <laughs> uh, okay. How, how about this? Uh, Jody Melville drank kryptonite-infected vegetable shakes... And developed enhanced metabolism. And you know what that means? Hungy. Is that a very hungy, in fact, because uh, she was taking them to lose weight and then lost so much weight that she needed to uh, suck the fat out of people's bodies in order to not shrivel away. No, 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 no. Bad. That's the worst one. Yeah, no, it's not great. Yeah, she's a... She's a body fat vampire. Yeah, that's bad. I don't like that. Yeah, it's rough. Her her um her uh 
jaw extends out no. like a snake. No. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Walt Arnold inhaled kryptonite-infused steam in his sauna and developed the ability to control fire. That's cool. He's cool. He's fine. He's not. He tried to kill a bunch of kids. Kids? Yeah, he was a coach, and he tried to kill the, the football players. Was he... They weren't winning? Is that why? Uh, uh, essentially, he really wanted to win for his legacy to get his 50th win or whatever. Shrug. Um, let's see. Uh, I'm... Okay. So, there's a... There's one where, uh, you get a kryptonite-infused mist that contained a genetically engineered virus. Uh Uh-huh. Meaning that anybody that she talked to, uh, had to tell the truth. Oh. I like that. She wasn't mean, right? She wasn't bad, right? She didn't murder anyone, Uh, right? No, but everyone hated her because she was just getting everyone to tell the truth uh, about everything. Well, uh, not her fault. I don't remember how that episode turns out, but anyway. Um, okay. Uh, the, by the way, these are all, uh, the wiki has these all in um, different types of exposure. They're really trying to scientific this out. Yeah. Irradiation, ingestion, inhalation. We're in venom now. Mm, snake. Uh snake um uh i i have to read all of these because they're incredible greg arkin was bitten by a kryptonite exposed insect giving him insect strength speed and the ability to spit silk (laughs) that's gross it's gross it's a nasty one how about sasha woodman who was stung by bees who were exposed to kryptonite and gained the ability to control bees. Oh, shit. I was, I thought you were about to say gain the ability to make honey somehow. <laughs> that would be incredible. Uh, in the episode, I just want to point this out. In the episode, the bees got angry at her and formed into the shape of her own face to scowl at her. Oh, I like that. I like the bees. Yeah, it was, uh, it was bad to look at, but I like it. <laughs> Uh, this one is from the most ridiculous and maybe worst episode of the show. Well, not worse. There are worse ones, but it's it's the wildest. Buffy Sanders uh, received her vampiric powers from the rabid bites of kryptonite-infected vampire bats. Oh. So this is just the show being like, yeah, we can have vampires for one episode. Why the fuck not? Yeah. Buffy did it. It's a bat... <laughs> Yeah, that's why, that's literally, that's literally why this character is named Buffy Sanders. Yep. It's a, it's an episode that was made as a joke, and I didn't have fun, unfortunately. Aww. Uh, we're, here's a, uh, oh my goodness, um, there's, there's so many, okay. Uh, let's see, let's see. Sorry, okay, this one just says Seth Nelson was hit in the head with a snow globe containing meteor rock, putting flecks of the kryptonite directly into his head and later exposed to an MRI. Doesn't say what happened to him. Yeah, just a guy. He's fine. I'm, I'm, now hold on. I do, just real quick, I'm gonna see if I can find out what happened to this guy. He's fine. Um, He's totally fine. It, okay, I, he becomes a magnet man. Okay. Okay. 
He's fine. Okay. He's just fine. He probably dies. I don't know. Whatever. Um, oh, here's one. Shelby and Hercules were dogs infected, uh, injected with kryptonite to give them super strength. Oh. Uh, also, we'll go ahead and say uh, good on the show because neither of them get hurt. Oh, good. Are they okay? They're okay. They're okay. Did they kill anybody? Uh, her- uh yes. Aw. That's okay. But but it wasn't their fault. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Jeff Palmer could become invisible after applying a meteor rock cream to his skin. Oh. Fucking okay. That's something you would buy at a joke shop. Uh-huh. Uh, how about uh, Derek Fox, Wade Mahoney, Scott Bowman were able to acquire temporary powers to walk through walls using kryptonite lace tattoos applied to the skin. Oh, that's cool. Kryptonite tattoos. Yeah. Complete, utter bullshit, but it's cool. Yeah, it's it's bananas. Um, did anybody Did anybody accidentally inhale kryptonite by playing a kryptonite-infused harmonica? No. <laughs> Unfortunately not. You should have wrote for this show. I should have. I've got great ideas. Uh, okay. Warner Brothers. You've got great, got great ideas. I don't know, I don't know who makes How this about, uh, Cassandra Carver was blinded in the first meteor shower and became able to see the future. Mm. Fucking okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, there's, that's, I mean, there, I think there are... Um, oh, okay. This is the last one that I'll go ahead and mention. I went ahead and mentioned actually most of them. I didn't realize, but, um, but I'm going to, this is the last one. I'm going to leave you on this one. Um, Abigail Fine was injected with kryptonite as part of her mother's beauty treatments Mm. and gained the ability to induce hallucinations by kissing. Oh, okay. Um, so... So what did we learn? Uh, that there's like just a big old stash. There's just a big old stash of kryptonite going around in Smallville. It's everywhere. Everybody has it. Yeah. And also kryptonite can do anything. Absolutely. Absolutely. Kryptonite can do f- fucking anything. It can be. Uh, I didn't even mention that there is kryptonite gum that made someone stretchy. Oh. Like, like. Or a different kryptonite gum that made somebody run fast. Uh, but yeah, basically, uh, kryptonite can fucking do anything, and it's bananas. Like, literally, it's, it is some of the wildest shit. Like, honestly, like, I, why I'm having so much fun watching this show is because, one, it is completely bonkers at all moments. Yeah. And, and B, because it... (laughs) D- shut up. One and B. <laughs> shut your mouth. I did not ask. Yep. And B because it always carries through with its ideas. Anyway, that's all I had to say. Um, kryptonite, kryptonite, much like gamers, can do anything. Yeah. Good thing, Jupiter. Really, <laughs> really great thing you got. Good job. I'm. Thank you. What I uh, I'm what I love most about your reactions to this whole thing is how enthusiastic you sounded. Mm-hmm. Thanks for sharing with the class. Um. Okay, this is a show and tell now, uh, and all of the kids in class are awkwardly clapping Ooh. at the end because the teacher said they were. You know what would be a good 
like if we didn't think of enchanting aspects as the title a good title for this podcast would have been show and yell i guess um so let's talk about my thing (laughs) (laughs) okay but i'm going to be equally as unenthusiastic as you were that's fine it's not like i'm talking about anything meaningful to me or anything like that um yeah okay sure I'm gonna be. No, it's fine. I'm gonna be talking about um, the a long time ago. I said I wanted to get two tattoos. One of them, mm-hmm. I want to get a Triforce on the back of my neck with the Earthbound inside of it. Earthbound logo inside of it. It's gonna look cool. Yeah. And the other one. Yeah. Is a uh, I want the Latin phrase "Tu fui ego eris." So we're going to talk about that wow, phrase today. Wow, that, sound, that sounds really cool. So... You're doing such a great job. This <laughs> phrase comes from... I, you're, the fact that you are fully ignoring me is just... You know what? I'll shut up now. Um, it's your podcast now. So we're not... First, I'm going to talk about how I know this phrase, and then we're going to talk about where I actually came from, and then where I actually came from. So... Two f- Sorry, well, okay. Yeah. So, two fui, ego eris. Actually, maybe I'll do the reverse of that. Maybe I'll talk about the actual origins of it first. What do you, what do you want? I dare you. What do you want? I have no, I have no idea. I have absolutely no idea. Okay. Um, it's from, I, okay, this phrase came from a video game for me. The video game is a sequel to a really good game. The really good game is called 999, which is oh. a DS game, which is so good. And I'll talk is about this it. Virtue's Last Reward? Yes. Or is that Virtue's the last? Last okay, Reward? Yeah. Yes. Um, so 999 is so good, but I'm going to talk about that probably another time because this is actually related to the sequel, which is. Uh, it's okay. it's fine. Yeah. And don't even get me started on the third game. Ugh. Did not like that one. But definitely recommend the first one as a closed story. Um, and in the second one, there's a puzzle and there's a gravestone and it says, Tu fui ego eris. And it's a part of a puzzle and you have to solve the puzzle. And I don't remember what the puzzle is. I think, I think like you have to go through a certain amount of like endings to get a key and then you put the key in and you get like a thing and you learn about a secret backstory from one of the other characters or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But I was like, ooh, what does that phrase mean? Um, and the phrase uh, simply means um, what you are, I was, what I am, you will be. Now, this is put on gravestones, this thing, and when I first looked this up, like, the first thing that showed up was Silent Hill, so apparently it's also on Silent Hill, which is not a surprise. Oh. Um, no, that's not a surprise. Which one? Uh, I think the first one. Let me look. Uh, no, Silent Hill 3. Okay. All right. Um, and you I, use it to make yeah. the glutton monster disappear. <laughs> Which, I don't know. Okay, I don't remember this, actually. I thought I did, but now I don't. Um. So, yeah. Basically, this Latin phrase is put on gravestones to signify that, like, death is unavoidable. That, like, the gravestone saying, 
to a living person reading it, I was once alive like you are, and you will be dead like I am eventually. Um, and I did actually find that there is like a fuller version of it, because it originally, it was originally somewhere in Europe, um, and there's a lot of different iterations of it, but I'm going to read one of them. Okay. And it's, um, remember me as you walk by, as you are now, so once was I. As I am now, soon you will be, so prepare yourself to follow me. Um, Damn, edgy Dr. Seuss. It's very edgy Dr. Seuss. And I'm going to fucking um, blow your mind. And you remember how that episode I talked about Pokemon and Oak saying the that one quote and I completely misinterpreted it. Uh-huh. I don't <laughs> remember what the quote was or what you um, misinterpreted it as, but yes, I remember the context a yeah. little. Oh, the uh the bicycle uh, line. Yeah, yeah, the bicycle line. Yeah. yeah. Um so I misinterpreted with, this with my with my favorite enchanting aspects outro yes, ever. That's, that's still probably one of the best ones. I, but also the um the good old Bloodborne uh, Ed, Ed, and Eddie is good, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. God, this is very good. Um, so I also misinterpret this quote because I don't see it as a death thing. I kind of see it as a me as I am now compared to the me I was in the past. Um, and this kind of correlates because there's a song that I really, really like called The Boy Versus The Cynic. Um, I don't know. It, it's called The Boy vs. the Cynic by John Rubin. I'm not going to play it or anything. Um, it's just a song that I really like because of the lyrics. Um, they're really, really relatable lyrics. But in the quote, in the chorus, um, they he's essentially um, talking, a boy and a cynic are talking to each other, but they're also essentially a child and his future self talking to each other. And they say, I see your innocence and envy it. I reminisce of mine and remember it i remember when i used to be you before you became me um and so like when i saw this two fleet ego heiress i kind of connected that to this song and like i don't know i just take it as a very kind of personal sort of um checkpoint or marker of like to always realize that i'm constantly changing as a person Mm. but also you know, still the same in the way, in the same way. And I, you know, I don't know. I re-remember lessons that I've learned in the past. <laughs> Did you just... Sorry, there's a there's a fly. There's a fly in the room. Uh, no one can see what Jupiter I did. Jupiter just punched uh, I was, the air. I, well, okay. All right. Now, hold on. Now, hold on. Hold on. So what happened was there's a there was a little bug... I don't think it was a fly. It was smaller than that. It was a little bug zipping around my office. I was like, I want to get that thing. I am annoyed by it. It must die. But I didn't have both of my hands actively available because one of my hands is holding a stim toy. Mm. So all I did was I tried to reach out with one hand to grab it. And I don't know if I did, to be honest, but I don't see it now. Um... So like that fly, I am just uh-huh. fucking around, getting punched. Um. <laughs> you know, 
I, I gotta say, I feel better about how unenthusiastic you sounded about my thing, considering how unenthusiastic you sound about your thing. Oh, it's just because I'm fucking exhausted. <laughs> no, I I know. I'm just giving you shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the, it's not a big, I mean, it's like personally, it's a big thing, but like, you know, it doesn't take that much to talk about it. And it's no, but but like I like first off, I like you know I I I can't do my whole asshole bit here because that was genuinely interesting and engaging. But also, um, uh, wow, your webcam is really doing a fucked up thing right now. That's fun. That's just me. Um, That's just how I look. Yeah. Well, okay. Since we're we're since we're going the out of podcast descriptions here, um, it looks like. Uh, such a complete nonsense mess of pixels that are all green and fucked up, and I, nothing is recognizable as anything. Okay, me. it has fixed itself. <laughs> Anyways, what were you saying? Um, fuck. Uh, so, um, uh, so this quote, right? This like idea of like, uh, of say say it again for me, my brain. The English version. Sure, um, yeah. What you are, I was. What I am, you will become. Yeah, right. Like, this, like, thing of, of, I mean, it's like a form of self-reflection, right? Yeah. Because, like, I'm, I'm with you that, like, when I first heard it, you saying it just now, like, I didn't interpret it as a death thing. Like, I mean, sure, in the context of seeing it on a gravestone, it would probably be maybe a little bit different. Yeah. I don't fucking know. But, like, the way that I thought about it was absolutely that, like, that thing of, like, looking at your past, looking at what you would like the future to be, and finding that through line of, like, you know, like, at least for me of, like, it's very easy for me to segment my life out into individual stories i guess yeah chapters in that sure where like i don't feel a strong connection a lot of the times to myself in a way of like you know thinking about when i was a kid or when i was in high school or whatever right like those are all separate me's or at least like it, it can be easy to think that of like like, I I have this, like, thing of where I tend to think about myself as, like, having these, like, metamorphic moments mm-hmm. where suddenly I'm a different person. Yeah. But, like, that's not really, in my experience, A, that's not really true, and B, I don't necessarily think that that is helpful because... I mean, it might be for someone else, but at least for me, like, it hasn't really been helpful for me because, like, because it creates the sense of absolute impermanence with anything that I am doing. Yeah. Creates the sense of, like, you know, the sense that I I don't have a self. I just have a, a an amorphous form that goes through existence. Yeah. Um... And... Yeah. Oh, I was just, it's like also putting into the thought of like the queer experience. It's like, you know, yeah. at a certain age, 
realizing that, like, you know, you kind of haven't been able to be fully who you are, it it really mm-hmm. is a, quite a, a separation to look at my past self when I identified as somebody else, because it's like, I, you know, how much, how much of that was me and how much of that was performing. Um, right, yeah, absolutely. Um, like, there's, there's, like, the... Like, for me, like, absolutely the, you know, the queer experience of, like, even down to the fact of, like, you know, coming out as trans when I was already a public internet figure. Yeah. Like, um, and, like, not feeling any connection to that. Or even, like, nowadays of, like, you know, like, I used to present online as being, you know, very feminine, but always having a beard. And now I don't do that anymore, mm-hmm. you know, like, not that I'm attempting to, like, cis pass or whatever, but just, like, you know, that's not a major part of my identity anymore. Yeah. And, uh, and so it's, like, hard to feel 100% connected to the person who made that decision. Yeah. Um, and- but also, like, on the level of, like, neurodivergency of, like only you know within the last two years actually coming to terms with the fact and realizing the fact that i'm autistic Mm -hmm. or um or on a very real personal level of um not feeling any connection to my um uh like ethnic identity of being a cuban-american because my grandparents decided to raise our whole family white Mm -hmm. when my grandpa came up from cuba so like and then like coming to terms with the fact that like that you know that a i'm not white and people don't see me as white and they do have a different reaction to me because of that yeah um you know like it's not as you know it's not as like pronounced an effect as with other non-white people for sure you know i'm more white passing than a lot of people for sure but it still comes up and it still feels like another chapter in my life of like for a long time i did consider myself white because i was raised white yeah um and like but you know all of that to say and i got real deep into my own personal shit there for a second there but all of that said that like you know, it's so easy to sort of segment my life into all of these different chapters where I don't feel like I have a full connected sense of self or a connected sense of identity. But then finding that follow through of no, actually, you know, I have been the same person. Yeah. I have been able to find these connections, these things in my life that that remind me that I have been this same person the whole time. Yeah. And I am, you know, only just, you know, like, recently able to recognize that and find that love within myself. Like, I I feel the most relief thinking about my past when I do find connections that, like, I still, that still feel like me today. Even even the bad ones. Like, not necessarily bad, but like, you know, like... When I first discovered I had an anxiety disorder, I thought it was, like, I mean, it was back in, um, high school, but, like, I thought it was, um, a new thing. But then I, 
like after a number of years, I finally looked back to my childhood and like remembered all the times that I was extremely afraid and anxious. But it's just because, Mm -hmm. you know, I thought it was completely normal that I didn't, you know, I didn't connect it that I and like also being non-binary, like I, you know, part of me was thought that, you know, I kind of just morphed into that. And, you know, maybe I have, but also I'm like thinking back to times where I was a child and like I would refuse to be called a girl. Like (laughs) I would like jump on the bed and anytime I role played a character that wasn't me, I would want to be like a masculine type of like name or use he him pronouns probably because i didn't know non-binary existed i just didn't want to be a girl um but yeah and like i don't know just it's in like i think i have some sort of mini obsession with stuff like this like seeing as how my very very first thing on this podcast was literally sending letters to my future self i just i really love it's it's so hard to establish a relationship with yourself because it is the only relationship you're going to have that is fully one-sided. Like, yeah, sure, you can have conversations with yourself, but, you know, it's it's not the same as a relationship with another person. But the one, you know, one kind of way to simulate that as a relationship with another person is time and Time capsules, like photos of yourself or letters from your future or past self. And I think this quote reminds me, that's why I want to get a tattoo of it, is because it reminds me of that. Reminds me of like, to take stock of who I was and who I might be. Like, maybe I'll get that tattoo and, you know, it'll mean something now, but five years from now, it'll mean something completely different. Um, Yeah. And yet it will sort of mean the same thing too. Um, so I'm gonna get, I'm gonna call the tattoo artist and I'm gonna tell them to also get the, um, kryptonite addition to it. (laughs) Yeah, so you can phase through time. Yeah, I'm gonna phase through time. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, I do feel like tattoos are a really good way to, like, have that connection with, with yourself. Yeah, for sure. Of, like, of, like, literally, like... You know, I got my first tattoo, the butcher's knife that says hands off my body. I got that this year, but already, like, you know, I had and have my, you know, original reasons for getting it. But also, like, it is a very real reminder of where and who I was when I got the tattoo. Yeah. Of you know, what was happening in my life. Literally the day that I got this tattoo was on Ray's birthday stream. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I, yeah. Uh, so, like, being able to remember that, being able to remember what was going on, being able to remember that literally before I got the the tattoo, I was having an emotional breakdown, and my two roommates, like, were really just trying to comfort me and then had to leave and I went to go get the, t- the tattoo and then by the time that I walked out I felt so much better mm-hmm. like like it was it's like truly like a 
Like, this tattoo was a permission slip for me to do whatever the fuck I wanted with my body. Yeah. And to get whatever tattoos I want. It's also now a sort of way to hold a hand out to my past self in a very physical way. Yeah. Um, I love that. Yeah. Um, all right. Moral of the story. The moral of the story uh, is that um, kryptonite can do anything. <laughs> How do you fucking connect? Hey, the, the, uh, well, hold on. The, the moral is remember kryptonite can do anything. Uh-huh. <laughs> the remember is important. Well, That's the listen, connecting thread. Listen, kryptonite hurts Superman, but it also helps reminds him of home yeah sure um the moral of the story is things mean stuff and baby blah 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 (laughs) (laughs) that's the moral that's the moral everybody go home (laughs) um you can go home um love yourself bye love yourself believe in yourself bye (laughs) thanks for listening to enchanting aspects like, subscribe, and comment, and tell tell what would happen to you if Kryptonite got into your body. Did you, did you do some fucked up shit? Tell us in the comments. On the, we don't have a YouTube channel. Bye.